Hello and welcome to Japan 2.0. Matt and I are coming to you from the Dotanbori River once again. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is going to be a, a bit of a different episode. Uh, we are going to just kind of chat about um, Osaka and you know our lives out. I guess in Japan, not, it's not. It doesn't have anything to do with Osaka, but um, we don't have like a big theme we're going to follow. You know, normally we come in and we say we're going to do. You know about Pokemon or about food, but yeah, just kind of yeah. talk about our lives here lately and what's been going on. Maybe yeah, we did. Um, we're trying to keep a, a theme for most of our episodes, but um, we our first podcast we did called uh, uh, Two Crude Mon Dudes. It was a Korean subculture podcast. Uh, we used to just do this kind of thing where we just talk about what we've been up to and. Mm. Uh, What's going on in our lives, and yeah. that's kind of what this episode is going to be like. I'm going to throw you for a loop and not talk about what I said, but you're going home for the first time in two years. Yeah. That's a pretty big deal. Yeah, it and is. Even in like a couple days. Yeah. So how, do you, <laughs> how do you feel after two years in Japan? You know, it's something you've always wanted to do and dreamed of for a long time, and do you just live up to what you thought after two years, you know? Or? Uh, I mean, I always have more trepidation going home than coming coming back to Japan I mean um, I just love it here you know it's really become home um, uh, there it, it's always lived up to my expectations in every way uh, I know it's difficult to like get started mm. and our first year here you know settling down you know there are a lot of hassles to deal with you know when you're trying to get your internet yeah. and the communications breaking down and so we have an old friend Chris from Korea who's coming out right about now and I'm trying to get him started early on setting up internet and stuff like that and yeah I, I'm I'm a bit anxious to be honest just cause like I don't I Matt and I praised Japan, you know, before we came here and even after. And, um, yeah, just, there are some big hoops you have to jump through. I'm kind of remembering them you know, now, you know. And, yeah, it, it can be tough. And I think some people don't make it through those tough parts, you know. I don't know if it's unique to Japan necessarily. I think living in any country, you're going to hit certain things, you know. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think certain people let that kind of set the tempo for them. And those maybe beginning months... People say it's the honeymoon phase, too, you know, where, like, everything is new and great. But I think there's some culture shock there as well, you know? And it's a bit make or break for a lot yeah, of people. Yeah, yeah. I think it could be, be hard. I mean, it could be a hard country to live in in, in some ways. I think, um, you know, there are a lot of, like, um, I don't know, routines that people just go through every day, you know, sorting their... Uh, trash, for yeah. example, or washing the um, plastic containers, you know, before throwing it in their <laughs> do you, trash. Do you do that? I don't. Do I that. find myself doing it if it's like fish or something. Uh, you know, if something it's that's really, gonna really reach, nasty. You know? I'll do it for my own good, kind of. Actually, yeah, yeah. But uh, I'm not great at that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm one of the worst people. I'm sure I throw things in the wrong trash, away in the wrong Everyone trash. Everyone says all the time, that you get you know? caught and you get in trouble and your neighbors will paddle on you, but I kind of like test the water slowly. You know. Yeah. I don't do anything horrible. Um, but, yeah, like, I don't wash the junk, the sauce that's on there, you know? No one's ever said anything. Yeah, yeah, but, I, I mean, mistakes, some people like, some people have, like, I don't know, some people let those things get get to them, I think. And yeah. um, I think it's, sometimes that could be an annoyance. Mm. But I think that, um, I think really, if you plan on living in another country, you better get ready for some annoyances because I think it doesn't matter where you go, it's not going to be like it is at home. Yeah. And I, I, what you're talking about, where people get culture shocked or people can, um, 
you know, say their first six months, determine, you know, whether or not they could stay here. I think, yeah, if you're not happy in six months and you you don't feel like you're enjoying yourself, I don't know why you would stay. Um, yeah, I, I guess, like, for me, though, there's people like us who really, really like it, right? And, like, from the people who are critical of it or don't like it, sometimes we get labeled as, like, Japanophiles, which maybe we actually are for cultural reasons, but I just think, like, there's this... There's, like, these two extremes of, like, Japan lovers, you know, uh, and then people who are, like, don't like Japan. They gripe a lot about Japan, but they stay here, which, yeah. to me, is, is annoying, you know? Or, or you get people maybe just here for a year or two, and they're like, yeah, all these people are crazy about Japan. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what it's about. I'm done. I'm leaving, you know? Um, we were talking about those first couple of months are big deal. I think it's actually where you are as well, and that's what we kind of had planned to talk about a little bit. But, um... I was telling Matt that, like, I've never really considered until recently that we see a very special side of Japan. I think we see multiple parts of Japan, but we, we live in a city here, and you don't live in the city center, and I don't live in Kobe City Center either, but we're very close to the city center. Yeah. We can get there in 15, 20 minutes by subway if we need to. Um, and, like, that's something we frequent and we see. So, like, that side of Japan, I think, is more Western or more familiar to our own culture because it's a big city, right? Where we've never really like been stuck out in the country where you like you can't just hop on a train on a Tuesday night after work and go to Shinsaibashi or go to Sanamiya, you know? Yeah. And what that life might be like, and would we still like Japan then, you know? And I wonder though because I think still people have. I mean, I think they still have like the cities um, nearby. The small for, little cities. I mean. If you're going to get a job at, like, a, a school that's teaching English, I imagine if, if that's your job. Yeah. Um, I imagine they're not going to stick you way out in the middle of nowhere. Some I know people, jet, some people... Jet definitely does that. I know that can happen, but I still think most places have that city center, you know? At least what, an hour or yeah. an hour What do you qualify? You like, what would be in a city center that you would... Okay, you'd a city center need? would have, you know, the um, probably the nightlife... It would have like uh, um, the Gyoza, shopping, Gyoza you know, no shows, that the Gyoza no shows, and, yeah. and things like that. I can, I imagine people yeah. do get stuck out in the middle of nowhere, you know, like in small towns. Yeah. But they're probably like an hour away from like a, a major city. I think if I just had the area, area I live in called Suma, if I just had that and there was nothing else for like an hour or two away, that wouldn't be enough for me. And it has like, I guess there isn't shopping like clothes shopping but I don't know there's like restaurants and bars and there is a bit of a nightlife on the weekends but it's not really enough for me you know I, I know what you mean yeah. I think um, I, I'm the type of person I think I could be kind of introverted if I am an in a isolated area yeah, or yeah, something yeah. I'm pretty good at entertaining myself I read a lot a, and stuff like that there's a part of me that dreams about living in the Japanese countryside for a year or two and just like getting the real Japan and really learning Japanese and I think Japanese nature is awesome there's a ton of nature and I don't work hard enough to see it it can get expensive to get outside of the city and get in the nature you know where I just find myself always going to the same city because it's easy and I know I like it and I have a good time you know yeah um, so I would really like to live in the country I, I think but I guess you know after talking to some people what I wonder is maybe I wouldn't because I've heard from other people like people can be really close-minded there and they've had some foreigner hate or like you know they tell they can't dress certain ways those are just things that I really like 
pride Japan on is like, yeah, I've never experienced that in three years. You know, I've never had anyone tell me get out of Japan or don't wear this or don't look at me that way. It's, it's been the opposite, you know. Um, or I felt people here in some ways are more liberal than even, even I am, you know, uh, especially like where we are now near Shinsaibashi. It's pretty wild. Uh, Suma can get pretty wild where I live. And yeah, I wonder if I just never experienced that. Like, I would, I, I think I think very differently about Japan, you know. Uh, there was one night where we are out. Um, we saw a concert, and yeah. then afterwards we went to a bar, yeah. and uh, we had some people who were um, definitely uh, some of the most belligerent people I've met yeah. uh, in Japan. Where they weren't, they were allowing us to kind of be in their. I think their bar it was how they felt it wasn't it was the a, person's bar yeah it was a really it was small a bar guy that was DJing there he was kind of and his buddy I think his buddy was more the problem yeah his him. buddy was yeah. definitely more the problem so but the guy was I definitely he, some like Korea hate you know was, going on yeah, we had mentioned actually I don't think we said that we lived in Korea or that my wife was half Korean but somehow Korea got brought up and they hated on Korea and I was really bummed out because I'd always um we lived in Korea and you can't live there more than a week, I think, before you hear some kind of Japanese hate. And I was always really happy to say I lived here X number of years. I've never seen any real big uh, Korea hate. Yeah, you read, like, politics, of course you're going to get it. But I just never in my life do I hear people say, like, you know, really mean things about Koreans. Yeah. Until that night. So I was really bummed that that happened because I was like, all right, well, that's that's not true, I guess. Um, but I felt a little bit of disdain towards ourselves. Mainly, they, they just wanted us to speak Japanese. They didn't outright say that, but one of the guys was pretty good at English and was not speaking English unless it got really, really awkward. And yeah. then he would say, like, whatever. But they were still trying to, like, talk he, with us. Yeah, but they wanted... he said some things to Emily that... Oh, yeah? Yeah, she didn't, okay. she didn't like. But it, it wasn't... It wasn't downright, but you could understand. I could see like how that guy definitely was not happy that we were there. You know, like I'm pretty sure that you know he was probably bad talking us. You know, as soon as we left. You know, and once again, here's the Japan 2.0 disclaimer. You know, we are not experts at you know a lot of things, and and Japanese is Japanese is not one of our strong points. You know, everything's anecdotal. Yes. Yeah. So um, I don't know what he was, you know, saying. I mean, he could, he could have been saying how great, cool we were. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. I mean, I suppose. Well, I don't but, know. That's one time for me in three years now. But but so exactly, I'll, I'll take that. You know, I, I think that a lot of people, and this is, doesn't have to do anything with a foreigner coming to another country. I think just people in general. There's a type of person that they hear one negative thing, mm. and it takes the place of twenty positive things. And um, in my general, I mean, in my day-to-day experience, I have a lot of um, awesome interactions with um, Japanese people and people who don't, you know, speak English. I always find them to be very pleasant. And uh, I I mean, of course, it's not all cases. Some people are unfriendly or some people just walk by you and they pay you no attention or some people might look at you. Mm. But... um, but you know, I don't know. I get. I, there were times where I was in California and people were just staring at me, and I was well, like, "That's my point." Know, is I, I, and then when you look back at them, they're like, "What are you looking at?" And you're like, "Well, I wasn't staring at you. You were the one looking at me." <laughs> I got a lot more hate back home just for dressing. Maybe you know, at the time, tight clothes weren't popular, and I wear tight clothes, and I'd get called like gay, like uh, probably on a once a month, once once every other month, things like that. You know, kind of aggressively. You know, I've, 
like I said, once in three years, and it wasn't. I think it was very indirect. You know? Yeah. Um, I have another friend that I went out with who I really, really respect, and he said like he doesn't really like talking to people at bars because like it's kind of are using him for English lessons. You know, I've been that's something we heard in Korea too. Yeah. Um, and I was like, really? Like I'm really surprised to hear you say that. But I went out with him, and I. And I told him, like, really? I never had that experience. That's weird. You think that. And I went out with him and went to two places. And in both places, I definitely got that feeling. And I think um, certain looks or certain presences attract certain people. And I'm not getting, like, metaphysical or anything. But, like, he looks like a superhero or something. He's really, really buff. And he's, like, a big guy. And he looks like a foreigner. And, yeah, I mean, I'm white. But I have, like typically I have darker hair or maybe I might dress similar to Japanese people and um, I think unless I'm really speaking horrible Japanese or like really looking someone in the face I don't think out of the corner of their eye they, they realize maybe that I'm a foreigner for, for a while yeah. um, I would say maybe the same thing for you too and that like Probably from behind you, you might not be able to tell. Yeah, we're like, tall. I have dark, we're, I have yeah. dark hair. We're, we're tall, yeah. but like everything else about us, I think, could be mistaken for Japanese until you see our face. Yeah. Um, and Japanese people have a very diverse look compared to, again, we always use Korea, but I'd say compared to Korea, you know, people here sometimes look very Especially le- the places that we live, and that's yeah. kind of going back to what you were sometimes saying. Sometimes they look you know. very Western, or I have to look and go, oh, God, is that person Japanese or not? I can't really tell. Which in Korea, that never really happened to me. But, um, yeah, so, like, I went, I've gone out with this guy, and we've gone to onsen together and stuff, and, like, people are, like, you know, making, like, muscle gestures and stuff around him, and everyone leaves me alone, and he's just doing his own thing, and so I think, yeah. Maybe if we're, you have we're, a very particular look, though, I do think yeah. that, um, you know, you do get a little more attention. I, I you had a green hair for a while, and yeah, you yeah, got a lot of attention with that. You're right. It reminded me of just uh, living in Korea normally uh, there. Uh, yeah, I think that's right. I think Emily maybe has lighter eyes and lighter hair sometimes that she might get more attention. But I tend to find that to be positive, generally, not not negative. Even with green hair or purple hair, you know, everyone just asks them to take pictures or something, which I think is a nice thing, you know. Some people um, say I'm a very patient person, and I, people have said that about me. And, and I don't know why they... Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know what situations make them, yeah. you know, like bring them to say that. But... Um, but I never had, even in Korea when like somebody was was trying to use some of their English I, I kind of felt like it was good for them you know I remember saying if this, I was learning Korean or I was learning Japanese and I, I use it someplace and somebody was willing to like work with me when I, I I'm probably gonna have like the the ling- you know the ability of like a five year old you know I remember saying this on our old podcast is one of my favorite things about Korea was that people talk to me there. And, like, living in a country where I don't have family or you're getting started up with new friends, like, I was never lonely. I didn't, yeah. I never brought my headphones out. I really did in Korea because people would just always come talk to me and I liked it. And the stereotype is, like, it's the same conversation every time and it might start that way. But I think back home everyone asks, how's the weather? Did you watch the game last night? Like... You know, every conversation starts like that. There, what's I met wrong some with of the crazy, craziest people just from talking to a random stranger in the street. You know, like yeah. was, one guy told me he was from North Korea. Another guy <laughs> I went up to the mountain with. He gave us his business card, and he was like some big, like Air Force guy. You know, uh, and uh, yeah. I mean, there was so many times where like somebody, the person that came up to me, had a story to tell, or I learned something from them. Yeah. I never felt like those interactions were, you know, just. 
Some of them were just surface level, but that might have been just because of their um, language. their language ability. Yeah. But um, but I'd say the majority of the time, I had a um, something interesting came from those conversations some of my best memories are from those conversations i love it too because back home i don't have the guts to just talk to people like that you know i'm, I'm afraid they want something from me or or here i always know it's like good natured um yeah i don't know like I, I guess we could go down like you know a lot of stereotyping of people that come from you know our own cultures you know western cultures yeah um and you know, I mean, there there are things like I don't always want to be associated with, you know, Westerners when I see somebody acting belligerent yeah. or you know, being aggressive. You I know, think with somebody. The sooner you realize that you're you're a diplomat for your country or your your people living in Japan, the better. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> not only for for me selfishly, you know, to help me out if, if you're from a similar country to me, but. Uh, I think it's a good mindset to have and I think it'll make you act a certain way that is good for you and hopefully you, you wouldn't need to be told that uh, I think it took me a month a couple of months maybe to realize like yeah that I really want to like represent there's a lot of negative stereotypes about America and uh, I always kind of took a sense of pride when people came up to me and said oh you're from Europe right or and I said, no, I'm from the States. And they're like, really? But you're you're not fat or you're not this. Or you're... And I'd be like, yeah, yeah. And not all American. A lot of Americans aren't, you know? Yeah. A lot of us really like your country or whatever. And um, yeah, I don't know. Any final thing you want to say? Like, uh, I'd feel about going home, you know? Uh, yeah. uh, you told me no, you were I looking mean, forward not... to it more than you were. Yeah, I am looking forward to going home. I mean, it's good to see my family, you know? I mean, I haven't seen them in two years. Um you know, I want to see um, my wife's family. You know, I really care for them, and they're they're really good people. Um, you know, I, I don't know. What about like culturally, there's been a lot of crazy. There's Trump going yeah, on I and mean, shooting. Yeah, and, like, does I mean, that freak you out? I, yeah, it does. I mean, I dread going home um, for some other reasons. I mean, I always have some anxiety about going back to the United States, and it's not because it's not because there's not a lot of great things there. It's just. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess in some ways, you know, like I, I, there are things about the United States that I don't identify with real well, and I never really identified with. And every time I go back, it reminds me about all those things. And especially, I mean, going back during election time, it's going to be a blast talking to all my family yeah, yeah. who are, um, you know, um, who are probably going to want to talk about politics and stuff, and that's the last thing I want to talk about when I haven't seen you in two years, you know. Right. But, um, but you know, it comes with the territory, I suppose. Um, I don't know. Like, there are things I love about the, the United States. I mean, there's good cuisine. I'm looking forward to, you know, eating some good hot wings. It's one thing Japan is, unless you're in Tokyo... Um, Tokyo has one spot that's way north of like the main city where you could get some good hot wings. Mm. Here in uh, Osaka, though, like getting hot wings of, that are that great are kind of. I think this is wings. a good good point, and it's like what you were saying at the beginning. There's really not that much here, though, that like we miss or we get, can't yeah. get, yeah. whether it's culturally or food or clothes or whatever. Like, now that I think is specific to a major city, though. Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. And like you were saying, like, even, you know, Osaka's pretty great, but Tokyo has it even better, you know? Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, that's right. If we lived in the countryside or some small, maybe even like Sendai or Nagoya or, or even Hokkaido Wakayama or, or something, you yeah, might yeah, not have yeah. as much right. variety. That's right. You would have some there, but I'm sure it's not as much. But I always have friends who come out here to visit, and I was like, what do you want me to bring you? And there's really, really nothing, to be honest. Like, yeah. I always just say, oh, don't worry about it, and I mean it, because... I mean, you're getting really specific, like maybe a certain brand of socks I'm or something. I'm going to you get know, some deodorant I want yeah. and uh, <laughs> some Crispix cereal. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but I don't know. I mean, there's not a lot I miss. I mean, I like the um, the thing about Japan that's so great is I, I'm mobile. And if, if I have my bike, I could get into a million different places in Osaka. I could bike in any direction and I could get get somewhere you know that's exactly right um, you're also with being mobile you're independent yeah you and lose I have a lot like, of that going yeah. back home and to me it's always humiliating is a bit strong but uh I lose some big independence that I have here and I have to like be on other people's time and I think a lot of that bothers me when I go back home and it's oh that's know. the thing I hate the most because yeah. if I was if I went back home to to like visit I would see my family, and I would hope to go, like, traveling around and checking things out and, mm. you know, going places. And I'll do that a little bit, you know. Yeah. But if it was up to me, I'd do that every day, you know. Right. I mean, that's the kind of person I am. I like going, you know, to my old stomping grounds and, you know, seeing how things have changed. And, um, yeah, the option's not available if I don't have a car. Mm. And when I go home, I, I do have, you know, uh, access to a car in Washington, but... There's not a lot to take. There's not a lot of places to go in Washington. Yeah. When I go to California, I'm at um, I'm at the um, you know it all depends on their uh, my family's ability to drive me. They're working and they have you know my sister's going to be the one picking us up from the airport and she's going to drive us around. But she also has a, a baby that's about the same age as um, your your son. Mm. So. Um, they have other responsibilities, you know, and I can't walk anywhere in her neighborhood. You know, I can go to a taco shop, which is cool, but after that, you know, I don't have anywhere else to go. Yeah. Well, we wanted to keep this one short. Yeah, we got to keep it brief. So, that's um, that. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a bit of a weird episode, but I uh, think it's like it. it's pretty deep, you know, and uh, it's topical of what's going on. Yeah, and I, I'll be gone, and so this will this will be uh, um, released when I'm still away. I guess about the time I'm coming home. I might release. It won't be out until later, but I might record an episode with a really old my best friend from middle school is coming out. Kind of get just first impressions of Japan. Yeah, that'd and be really cool. He can stay. It's something I want to do for a long time, but I haven't been as good of friends with some of the people who've been out here. But this guy has uh, media experience. You know, he's been on radio shows and stuff before, so he'll be great for it. And then I might do something with Albert as well. I'll talk yeah. to you later about that. But so there might be some stuff, uh, some kind of random one-offs. So maybe this will be more of a common thing. Is uh, these special side project episodes well I mean I think good. we're trying to keep the schedule and uh, you know we're busy people we have lives outside of podcasting so uh, we work nine to fives and we have families at home so uh, we're trying you know our best to be on time and give you the best quality podcasting available so hope you enjoy it you know we, yeah. like I said we're getting a little bit more and more popular uh, which has been cool to see people following and liking us so keep keep doing that yeah, if you like us on iTunes and you give us a 
five star review or whatever star review, <laughs> your, your choice. Uh, I'll read it on the podcast. So yeah, and um, uh, check out our. Please do that and subscribe. Yep, check out our blog. Check out Facebook. All that we post special things to each of each of those. So look forward to them. And uh, I have a song. For oh this yeah. Episode. Did you have one? I know. I don't have a song. Right, good for it. Uh, so this is a, a group called Group Underscore Inu. That's uh, I N O U. Check the show notes for that. Uh, Inu is dog, isn't it? Is it? It could be. I'll go with that. I could. I could, I could have that wrong. <laughs> yeah. So they're called Group Underscore Inu, and I don't know that name. I hate having to say underscore. I don't like it when there's like numbers and bad names and stuff like that. It feels very modern, I guess. But these are guys I only found out about maybe two years ago or so. And uh, there's actually a lot of like modern indie Japanese music I like that I haven't covered on this show. And I'm not like a deep fan. I haven't liked it for 10 years. I won't know the names offhand. You know, I like, have to check. But uh, this one's kind of just off the cuff. And I just thought of them. And yeah, no one I know knows about them. Uh, the song I really, really like. The music video is great. It's called Nine. And uh, it's just an animation. It's very electronic. Um, and like the vocals are kind of quiet I wish they were always turned up more And all the songs are quiet Because the guy has like a good voice And it's rap It's like electronic rap um, It sounds like a shy guy Like in his bedroom Home recording studio Trying to be like a rapper <laughs> But I think this, this group has kind of gotten big Because of the little like, electronic element Yeah It sounds a bit video gamey And um, Kind of Like I could see it getting really popular here Because of the, the electronic It sounds very much like Japanese pop electronic music yeah. Which we usually don't try to cover pop stuff here But but, but the weird the weird vocal raps make it not pop yeah. um, I don't want to I don't want to I mean we're both fans of hip hop That have come into like Japanese music So I think that kind of you know We listen to a lot of like hip hop influenced Japanese music on this podcast. Yeah. So I think it's good that we bring some of the other um, types of Japanese music we might like. Yeah. Uh, you know, and share some other influences we have. So this group is called Group Underscore Inui, and the song's Nine. I hope you like it. I'll put a link to the video because the video is awesome. So check that out too. Yeah. And we'll see you next time. Enjoy your summer. See ya.
ある日ふと思い出したように腐り出す決勝打線を粘り強く一方的な展開力はあります先生のチャンス一球で